Welcome to the third podcast episode in the current series, Let's Talk Dyslexia, with me, David Thompson. In this episode, we'll be talking to Deborah Colatello from Edinburgh University. As I mentioned at the end of the previous episode, Deborah is an employment law and human resources expert. After working as an employment lawyer and HR consultant in Spain, she went back into academia by researching into areas of diversity and inclusion. In recent times, she specified in gender, religious beliefs and neurodiversity. It's Deborah's expertise in neurodiversity that we're looking into today by looking at issues of dyslexia in the workplace in Scotland and how we can make Scotland a more dyslexia-friendly workplace. Deborah will discuss what's the current situation for those people who are dyslexic to give them the necessary support in the workplace. Well, dyslexia is actually uh, covered by the Equality Act 2010, and that means that uh, employees, employers within organization have a particular duty uh, to make a reasonable adjustment for dyslexic uh, employees and for staff members in the workplace. And when a person has dyslexia and she's a learning disability, and, they, and when this person feels that they are discriminating against, they may want to take their cases on employment tribunal. So that is one of uh, what is the legal protection of dyslexia. What would be the current issues uh, related to those people who may have issues with their dyslexia and their learning difficulties they might face in the workplace? Yeah, uh, thanks, David. So, well, I I normally I would not say uh, issue. I would rather prefer the term challenging uh, sometimes uh, when we talk about people with dyslexia. Uh, well, I think that dyslexia has a substantial and and a long term adverse effect on people uh, who ability to carry out normal day to day activities. And because of that, as I said before, it falls within the definition of a disability as defined by the Equality Act 2010. And the challenges that dyslexic people face are really varied and very different from person to person. It cannot be uh, said that all dyslexic, all dyslexic employees, for example, have a literacy skills or sorry, literacy difficulties but rather that uh, on some occasion they may struggle to, to find the right word to say or to concentrate in a noisy uh, workspace or to follow complex instruction. In other occasions, their dyslexia has more to do with the weaknesses in the working memory or difficulty in processing and remembering information, which basically can also affect the learning and acquisition of literacy skills. So dyslexia can also impact other uh, different aspects uh, and other areas such as organizational skill and some employee may struggle, for example, to organize time uh, and to organize people in the workplace. So having the right items and the right place at the right time uh, might be too much to manage independently. So what happened in those cases? Well, all these difficulties can cause significant challenges with uh, the performance of the employee, uh, with the time management for the employees, uh, which in turn can also harm their mental health. We know from many studies that people with the learning disability are more likely to experience a feeling of anxiety, a feeling of depression and low self-esteem. And dyslexic employees may find themselves becoming stressed by changes, such as, for example, a new uh, way of working, a new manager, 
and all these can exacerbate, uh, exacerbate, let's say, the dyslexic difficulties that they have, leading uh, as a leading also to to performance issue. So this is really problematic uh, in the workplace, and uh, and I think that as a result of all uh, the challenges many dyslexic employee experience really, for example, disciplinary procedures or problems which are not really related to, to their laziness or to their lack of desire to work or whatsoever, but are more related to their disability. So when dyslexic employees are poorly managed, they are also, there are also a series of, of problems that can arise such as episode of bullying by coworkers, uh, employers or client, uh, stress and mental health that we said before, or health problems. So employers often have a very limited understanding of what reasonable adjustments are and what does and doesn't work in the workplace. Moreover, there is the fact that people are uh, sometimes afraid to disclose their dyslexia because of victimization by the employer or bullying by workmates. So it's really important that employers are aware of all the, these difficulties and make changes to support their staff and to support employees that have dyslexia. Has there been any cases of discrimination that's been seen in Scotland as a result of those people who have got dyslexia? I'm not sure, David, in Scotland, I found something, I found, there are many, actually, there are a number of employment cases in the last few years which uh, provide some pertinent advice for employers about uh, dyslexia and about a reasonable adjustment, etc. One example is a case of a dyslexic judge in England, uh, Clarkson Palomares, who uh, has won a disability discrimination case against the Minister of Justice as a result of the department's uh, failure to provide her with uh, voice recognition software and training. So she was basically, this judge was a part-time judge working on immigration uh, and claimed the justice secretary uh, failed in his duty of care to make reasonable adjustment and to ensure reasonable steps were taken. So basically the tribunal uh, ruled that the government had uh, breached its duty to make those reasonable adjustments, uh, contrary to section 20 uh, and section 21 of the Equality Act 2010. And more specifically, its failure to provide a voice uh, was to provide a voice software from September 2016 uh, until December 2018, and the failure to provide training in relation to proper use of the voice recognition software also in, uh, in a similar period of time. In the allegation, in her allegation, uh, the um, part-time judge, so Clarkson Palomares, stated that this had affected her ability to do her job well, properly, uh, which caused in her also being unfairly criticized and threatened with disciplinary sanction. So not all dyslexic employees win their claims. Uh, however, it's, it's really important for employers to be prepared to their obligation to make reasonable adjustment for employees who have dyslexia because 
the lack of awareness of this obligation and the employer's attitude toward reasonable adjustment are at the earth of all these cases, we can say. Probably general terms over the last couple of years, uh, because of the COVID pandemic uh, that has been and still going, um, there still has to. Have you seen any sort of um, rise of cases or any sort of cases that are pretty unique because of the people who have got like their difficulties and their disabilities over the last two years because of the rise of cases because of the COVID pandemic? Yeah, well, it seems like a, an obvious answer, but yeah, there are actually data that show how employment tribunal cases relating to neurodiverse employee in general have increased since 2021, and claims relating to dyslexia rose by the four, by 14 percent since 2021 as well. So many dyslexic people experienced significant barriers in the workplace before the pandemic. And we can see that the COVID pandemic has actually made things worse for them. And before COVID pandemic, disabled workers were usually underrepresented and um, underpaid in the labor market. However, uh, the, the recent government figure shows that redundancy rates are now uh, 62% higher for, for disabled uh, workers. And this means that they, they were treated unfairly and worse than other colleagues during the pandemic. In many cases, they were subject to bullying and harassment. And in other cases, they were ignored uh, or singled out for criticism or being monitored excessively at work. So, and I think that this uh, increase uh, reinforces the fact that employers must take appropriate action if they are notified or suspected do you think it's because of this being a lot more discrimination because of the change of working patterns over the last two years? Uh, because a lot more businesses will have to, like, premises might have to shut down and more people work from home. Um, do you think that might have an effect on people who are got a learning disability um, and learning difficulties to try and deal with being more isolated and, uh, and don't have that support in place that they had before the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. I think that the, the COVID pandemic uh, saw a traumatic loss of routine for many employees and uh, activities, and this caused actually important challenges for people with dyslexia. The, the, the fact that you lose your routine, you lose their normal activities, etc. And I think that one, that one could be one of the, of the cause of the increase of, uh, of the rise in, in, in tribunal of dyslexia cases. What would you like to see happen to make sure that the, the workplace um, in Scotland or UK is more dyslexic friendly um, in the future? I think that one of, I think that it's really important raising the awareness of dyslexia in the workplace. And I think it's really important creating a dyslexia friendly work environment and help organization to achieve an inclusive culture and ensure that all employees can, can use their strength in the workplace, no matter if they are dyslexic or not. And I believe that it's important to encourage the incorporation of a friendly spirit within organization so that all, let's say, all, all people reach their potential, uh, even those that have dyslexia. So, for example, create policies that ensure 
best practices and that these are accessible to all employees with dyslexia. I also think that the government should support training in organization for employee uh, and also for managers in general, uh, training to, that will help them to identify uh, people with particular needs, including uh, people with dyslexia. And I think also it would be great if the government could provide funding for a range of initiatives, which also will improve uh, the work environment and the outcomes of employees with learning disabilities, such as dyslexia. The Scottish, actually, the Scottish government uh, should um, work with Dyslexia Scotland, for example, to consider national accreditation schemes for dyslexia-friendly organization and dyslexia-friendly authorities. Today, we know that three uh, out of four employees prefer to hide their dyslexia uh, at work. Uh, and the change, I think, in mindset is, is really needed. And it's really important that companies understand the challenges and strength of dyslexic uh, people, dyslexic employee. And it's important that they support and empower uh, employee with dyslexia in the workplace. And be sure to have an open conversation to understand their need and offer also support for this active employee. And actually, this is a vital to a fostering a culture of, of openness. And I think that no big changes are needed, but the government support is essential. And this is because this, you know, small things will make uh, biggest uh, differences. So to improve the performance and the well-being in general of employees with dyslexia and also um, help to develop a sustained and inclusive uh, practices across all the organization, it's important that for government to foster the development of practice and, uh, and the leaders in organization have an important role in creating and delivering uh, an inclusive uh, vision of, uh, of the organization which value diversity. And this is a process that cannot be done by an organization uh, themselves alone. And this is a collaborative process which involves effective collaborative partnership between government and between organization and authority, different authorities as well. Do you think that the Scottish government could go, or the UK government could go further and bring legislation um, to make it more dyslexia friendly within Scotland, just based on the points you were saying about the uh, developing best practice for in the workplace and, and, and the and funding for training, etc. sort of thing. So, do you think they should go further? Yes, yeah, actually, yes. I think, as I said before, Scotland has already started a joint effort to build a connected, self improving education system. And, that's, and they also help uh, achieve excellence and equity for children at school, et cetera. So, and I think it would be important working in partnership with organization as well as is doing for, uh, with school to achieve the excellence and the equity for all employees. And I think that all employees need to have the same right to access to work and organization and governments should collaborate to support the sustainable development of an inclusive community. You just heard Deborah giving us our thoughts as to whether the Scottish UK governments will go further by bringing in legislation to help those people with dyslexia in the workplace. 
Now you've come to the end of the episode of Let's Talk Dyslexia. I would like to thank Deborah for giving up her time to record the podcast. Please join me next week as it will be the final episode of the current series and I will be talking to TV producer Finn Artery. For information about the Let's Talk Dyslexia podcast series, please check out our website at www.dyslexiascotland.org.uk or you can check out our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Dyslexia Scotland or our Twitter page at Dyslexia Scotland. If you enjoyed this podcast, then say thanks by becoming a member of Dyslexia Scotland for as little as £10 per year. Members help us to keep working for a dyslexia friendly Scotland and you'll get a whole heap of benefits for joining. Show your support for our work by visiting www.dyslexiascotland.org.uk forward slash shop.